This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Um, well, I suppose I uh, need to talk about uh, the big story of the week. Um, yeah, it's a big story. And that is uh, the Minnesota Twins have lost in the playoffs again. They are out. Uh, they won the American League Central. Uh, it was a weird season. It's the COVID is still a thing, y'all. And so it's the COVID season. So what baseball did was they shortened the regular season to 60 games, but they expanded the playoffs so that 16 teams would get into the playoffs, which could mean that you would have a team in the playoffs that didn't have a winning record. This was not the Twins. The Twins had a winning record. They won the American League Central. That's the second season in a row they've done so. So they get into this first round of the uh, uh, of the playoff season, which is the wild card round. And this is this different round that they've come up with. Um, and they have 16 teams. And what this this round is, it's uh, three games, so it's a best of three, and all the games take place in one uh, uh, ballpark. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the team with the best record or the higher, the higher ranking gets home field advantage, such as it is with no fans in the stands, but they get to play in their home field. For that, and in that first round, uh, then I think after that, what they do the next round of playoffs, they go to neutral sites. So, uh, but okay, so the so the Twins this year got to host the Houston Cheaters. Uh, it says Astros on their uniforms, but in our hearts, it's Cheaters. Uh, if you don't know this, uh, it was found out a year or two ago that uh, the the Houston Astros were cheating in some of their games uh, at home. Uh, they would have a camera set up in the outfield, out in out center field, looking in at home plate, and so when the opposing team was uh, uh, was uh, had the defense they were pitching they could look they could hone that camera in on their catcher and see the signals for what pitch was going to be thrown 
and then they would relay that information to somebody watching a TV in the locker room or something uh, for, at, at uh, Astros Stadium. And then that, that word would get out to somebody who would pound on a trash can. So you hear a wump or two wumps for whatever. And that sound was a signal for what, what pitch was coming so the hitter knew what to expect. And that really helps. If you if the if a hitter knows what pitch is coming, chances are much better that they're going to get the hit. And they won a World Series in 2017 against the Dodgers doing that. Now they didn't have the World Series rescinded, and there lots of stuff is you know there was uh, some a couple of heads rolled, but yeah you know. It wasn't quite as deep a, a, a terrible thing that happened to the Astros. They lost a couple of draft picks and, and uh, things like that. But uh, you know, so so anyway. But the Astros did not have a winning record. They were I, I don't know what their the last record was, but they they were under 500 and they made it into the playoffs. And the Twins, to the relief of every Twins fan everywhere their first the first team that they're going to meet in the playoffs was not going to be the hated Yankees because we all believed at least I did that the twins had pinstripe fever there's something about them that when they play the Yankees they just their minds don't let them win they just the, the Yankees just beat all over them so here's the thing not only did they just, they, you know, it's a best of three series, so the first team to win two games wins the series, and Houston just won the two games. Bing, boom. <laughs> the first two, they just won them. Twins couldn't do shit. It was just, what, what's going on here? The Twins had bases loaded twice. Once in the first inning in the first game, and they might have had them loaded otherwise, but they had it loaded, loaded in the first inning in the first game, couldn't get a run in, had them loaded in the second game, first inning, couldn't get a run in. And I seem to recall back when they played the Yankee, the hated Yankees last year in the in the playoffs, in that first round of, of the playoff games, there was a uh, one of the, I think it was the first game, at some point in there, the Twins had bases loaded and they couldn't bring anybody in. And that was the, the Bomba squad hitting all the home runs. All right, so, so not only... So so now we well not only did the twins just lose in the playoffs, they've set a record, a dubious record. They have the the longest losing streak in the playoffs of any team, of any team in all of the professional sports in North America. That's all of the sports. That's football, hockey, basketball. Soccer, lacrosse, it's it, all professional sports. The Twins have lost 18 playoff games in a row. They have not won a playoff game since 2004. Now, I thought it was the Yankees that was doing it because last year when they lost the, that first round in the playoffs, Got it, getting swept out in a five-game series, losing three games in a row, and setting uh, uh, tying 
the previously held record of mo longest pro uh, pre uh, no uh, playoff losing games thing. They tied the Chicago Blackhawks, which is a uh, hockey team. The Twins did at that time, and we thought it was pinstripe fever. We thought it was the Yankees, but now we know it's just the playoffs. They get the yips. They can do great in the in the in the regular season, but when they get to the playoffs, there's just something. And listening to the local guys, the local sports talk guys, saying it's just you know it's like Groundhog Day, like the movie, the, the twin every every playoff game it's the same thing, same thing every time. It's just it's just, it's it's really getting tiring and frustrating and just ugh. <laughs> it's just. It's just, uh, you know, win one, win a game. <laughs> you know, if the Twins ever do win a game in the playoffs, they will celebrate that win like they won the World Series. We did it, guys. Rocco Baldelli, who is the manager for the Twins, who started managing the Twins last season, is 0-5 in the playoffs. He's a good manager. He got manager of the year in 2019. But he's, it's just, ugh, you know. But hey, at least the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Wild didn't even make the playoffs. And the Vikings, well, they're 0-3 right now. <laughs> Go be a Minnesota sports fan. You know, I do envy non-sports fans sometimes. Because they just they don't they just look at this like you know, who cares it's just entertainment which is true it's just entertainment you know it's it's not your thing that you're not interested in you know you might be interested in something that I have no interest in it's your thing this is my thing it's my show I get to talk about it so the twins are out of the playoffs so the the positive that comes from that is that I can watch the rest of the playoffs and relax I think I even said this last year. I don't have to. I don't have to feel that added stress from rooting for my team to win the game. I can just kind of sit back and say, "Okay, it's gonna. What's gonna happen is gonna happen," you know. And I do have a team that I, that is my second, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they're doing really well. They won their wild card series there. They they, they had the best record in baseball this past season. This weird COVID season. And and they they look they look they look good, and it wouldn't it be interesting if somehow the Houston Astros, I'm sorry, the Houston Cheaters, managed to get to the World Series. Although, what's going to happen is the next series that they, that the uh, that Houston will play will be against the uh, um, the Oakland A's, and it's a five game series, a best of five series. They're just going to get swept right out. They're just gonna get their asses kicked, and it's just just to just to make the twins look that much more pathetic. So, I know it's just sports. We shouldn't get too bothered by it, I guess, right? I know, and and you know, we'll just move along, and I'll watch the Dodgers and hope that uh, that uh, that they win a World Series. They haven't won one since 1988. But the thing is, their next opponent in the division series that's coming up, best of five series, is going to be the San Diego Padres. And it's going to be hard to not root for the San Diego Padres. Because the Padres have never won a World Series. They've been to one, 
and they lost to the hated Yankees. But uh, I believe that's how it went. So it's going to be hard not to root for them. But uh, I'm, uh, now I'll just be happy if it's not the hated Yankees winning. Because, hey, they won their first series, and they're moving on. <laughs> Well, let's see. I think I'll, um, uh, before I get to the the actual big news of the week, uh, I'm going to do one of these. It's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Oh, I'll tell you what they got wrong. I was actually kind of amused by this. And if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you will have seen this image. I will put the photograph on uh, the show notes page, which you can get to by going to dimland.com. Click on the show notes option, and you'll be able to see this image. I posted it, and I said, uh, 10 points to the person who can, who, the first person who can identify what's wrong with this picture. I didn't doctor it. I didn't do anything. All I did was took the picture. Um, I was driving home from work the other night. My 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 second job. My where I, I do janitor work. Where I I was checking on buildings that night. And I was coming home and I'm heading home on this uh, uh, stretch of road that's having some road construction. It's four lanes. Two lanes going, you know, in in either direction. One of the lanes had been closed off because they're doing they're resurfacing the streets so uh it, it, the traffic is stacking up in the lane you know it, it, it before the merge takes place and there's a sign a road sign road construction sign which by the way i this is something that's bothered me for a long time these road construction signs i may have even mentioned this on here before but you know, there's there's got to be some thinking with these row construction crews that when they're working on let's say let's say they're just they're not even working on the road they're working on like putting in new curbs or they're working on the boulevard or something so they're not necessarily working on the street but they want that lane closed so that the traffic isn't going right by them you know for safety and so they'll be working on it during the you know the you know the the, the normal day hours and so they'll have that lane closed off. But then at the end of their workday, they'll open up that lane because they haven't done anything to the road. It's all on the boulevard. It's all on the sidewalk or whatever they're doing. So they'll they'll open up that lane so traffic can go through. But they'll keep the sign, the first sign that you say saying, you know, merge left or merge right or something like that. Or right lane closed ahead, left lane closed ahead. And you're driving along so oh, I'll be getting that lane. And, and then you go by that spot and it's... Nothing's being done. He says, why did you make me change lanes? Turn the sign. Turn it away. And then turn it back the next day when you do the work. Is it that difficult? You know, why are you making people change lanes needlessly? Because, you know, it's around a curve or something like that. Say, so, well, I better get, out, you know, get in the lane. I can do that now. So you get in there. Okay. Well, this night, you did have to get out. There, there was a lane closed ahead. Or... They were redirecting traffic around, so it got down to one lane. And, and so I'm, I'm, it's, I'm in the back up a little bit, and I see this sign. And the sign says, right lane closed ahead. Right, right lane closed. I, I, I'll put the picture up so you'll see it. 
and I looked, and then I looked up ahead, and there are other signs, and there there's a merge sign with an arrow pointing to the to the right, so that you're supposed to merge right. There's a there's another sign that's just it's just a graphic, it's just an image. It's got it's showing two lanes running parallel, big black lines, big thick black lines, and in between there's a dotted line, you know the the, the dashed line, the the the, the lane separating line so there's it's there and it's got it's got the the right hand lane in that image is going straight straight up and down north south whatever you know actually we're going yeah we're going south north anyway it's it's, it's straight up and down unbroken line just right there it is and then you have the little dash line and then the line on the left is is halfway up it's just going parallel to that right line and then it turns to the right a little bit, and then it turns straight up so that it runs parallel again with the with the right line. And that's what that's showing is the left lane merging into the right lane. So we got a sign saying right lane closed, and everything else has having you merge to the right, which is the lane that's supposed to be closed. <laughs> and that's how it was. Everybody was supposed to merge right. You can see the traffic in the picture. You can see all the rest of the signs. But this one, and so I, I was able to safely pull over, get into a parking lot, walk out, and take a picture of it. Just just show this like, uh. And then tonight, drove down that same stretch of road. The sign has been fixed. It says, left lane closed. My, uh, I have a cousin who commented on this on Facebook, and she said, uh, maybe they didn't, they weren't literally, they weren't, it wasn't to be taken literal. They didn't mean right as in, you know, right, left. It's in uh, the correct lane is closed. <laughs> I thought that's kind of existential. I don't know if we're ready for existential road signs. <sighs> but what I'm ready for is my first break. Have I gotten to my first break? I've got, well, even if I haven't, I have. So I'm going to take my first break. Uh, you are listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll be back after this break. Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. 
Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, Midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z-Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, really the big story of the week, uh, which came as... It, it really shouldn't have come as much of a surprise, really, when you think about it. Uh, a fearless leader and his wife uh, have uh, been tested positive for COVID-19. COVID is still a thing, y'all. Uh, I'm not going to gloat. Right? I, I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people just that are just really enjoying the Schadenfreude, or is it Schadenfreude? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, a lot of people just that don't like Trump, and don't, and I don't. And I don't want him as president. Uh, it's just that, you know, I, I expected some sort of October surprise, but this was not the surprise I expected. Uh, last night, I was watching the ball games, watching the uh, Dodgers play the uh, whatever team they were playing. <laughs> Who the hell are they playing? I can't remember. It'll, it'll, it'll hit me in a moment, but uh, I was watching them play. And uh, the Brewers, the, the Milwaukee Brewers, that's who they're playing. See? Told you it would hit me. And I was texting uh, back and forth to my friend out in California, who's a Dodgers fan, and we were just, you know, being excited that the Dodgers were doing well and they were winning and, and all that. And at some point late in the evening, there was, uh, you know, I kept checking on Facebook, you know, because uh, I had there was a long conversation going on on Facebook. Two long conversations went on. Uh, I'll get it, you know, one had to do with um, with COVID, and there was a person that's a person, a fellow that I went to high school with, who was a Facebook friend, who is not saying it's a hoax, but he he believes it's overblown, and he's where's the overrun hospitals and all this kind of stuff, and one of the Minnesota skeptics. Uh, friend of mine who works in the medical profession and god damn it I was going to ask her and I, I forgot I think she's a phys physician's assistant she's not straight up a doctor I think she's a physician's assistant she could be a nurse practitioner I can't remember which she is but she can work with patients she does work with patients she's got medical training she's just not she's not at the level of doctor but she can do a quite a bit of stuff that the doctors do and she works in a hospital and she's or in a medical clinic she's you know she's seeing the results and she's she knows she's on the inside here and he started arguing with her and and you know he says you're leftist views and all this stuff and then he said something about scientists flip-flopping and everything and she just said well it's obvious you don't understand the science of process the, the process of science you just don't you don't know how it works 
and it's about back and forth. And I told him at some point I got in and said, hey, um, <laughs> she's a medical professional. She knows what she's talking about. Somebody who's, wa- you know, some guy who's watched a few videos on YouTube is no expert. He said, well, I didn't watch stuff on YouTube. I said, I'm sorry. I made an assumption. And I don't mean to make him sound dumb. He's just, you know, he's just, he thinks the numbers are overblown. But, boy, he got, it just, my my Facebook friends were just give, hammering him. Not, not horribly. They weren't insulting him. They weren't yelling. You know, they were just saying, you know, one person brought up, says, you know, less than 3,000 people died on 9-11. I think it's more like 3,000. But anyway, so she said 3,000 people died on 9-11. And she says, I have a feeling you hold that number sacred. You know, you, there's, there's, but more than 200,000 people have died of this, of this disease, and you're just acting like it's nothing. You're acting like it's some kind of hoax. You can't, you know, which, how many people need to die? <laughs> you know, she was asking him. He quieted down after a while. And I, you know, and, he's, and he and I have had little discussions where we got a little, not heated, but just, and it's you know, and he, I, I sensed he might have been getting a little more angry. And I said, "Look, hey, we're both human beings. We are more alike than we're different. We're disagreeing on this, okay? I'm right, but we're disagreeing on <laughs> whatever it was we were going on about." And he says, "Yeah, right. That's you know." I said, "I told him. I said, you, you just have a good night and have a good day tomorrow.' And you know, and he said, "Yeah, you're right, Jim. We will disagree to disagree, and you know, whatever, you know." So that was going on. And there was this other conversation going on about uh, something about the debates, which I'll talk about. But, uh, you know, and that was, I was looking and seeing what was going on there. But that's when I saw this report about Hope Hicks, who's an advisor to President Trump, who travels with him on Air Force One, who was with him at his rally things and was with him at the debate and all, and all this stuff. And she was, she the news came out that she tested positive for COVID-19. So they're saying, well, now the president's going to have to isolate. He and his wife will have to isolate because they've been around her. They're going to have to be tested and all that. That was the news that was coming out at that point. Well, the game ends. And I go back and I'm looking at Facebook again. And one of the, some, another Minnesota skeptic, she posts something. She says, Trump and, you know, you know President Trump and, and Melania have been, have tested positive for COVID. I said, what? what, what you know, people said, where are you seeing this? Where are you seeing this? And she said, MSNBC. Now, uh, I have to thank a special friend for their help <laughs> and their magnanimousness in, uh, in letting us be able to access their Xfinity account on our computer, on my laptop here. Um, they've, you know, they, they trust us to to not abuse this privilege, and we haven't. We, we only watch stuff that's free. We don't watch anything that's going to cost any money. And they have email in this account, and we don't touch their emails. We don't look at it. It's none of our business. All we do is just access and watch some shows. I watch some ball games. We do stuff like that. And I really have to thank those uh, that person uh, out there for doing for, for that for us because it's, it's great. <laughs> okay, so I said to myself, hey, I can tune in MSNBC. So I did. And there's Brian Williams talking about it. And my goodness, it's true. Well, naturally, with a president like ours, 
with you know with you know those of us who are not his staunchest supporters um, naturally a little bit of conspiracy thinking happens you know if I if I reach over here and put on my tinfoil hat okay if I get this on here okay I got it on does he really have it or is this his way of getting out of the debates of you know uh, of of of, of then recovering from the COVID and looking like, hey, I'm Superman. I should be president for life. Is that is, is this is this some kind of Machiavellian uh, of ma uh, uh, manipulation of the news media and the and the electorate and 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 the American people? Every, you know, all that stuff is that is that what this is? I'm going to take the hat off now. You know, it's possible that shenanigans are happening here but there's a lot of people i was reading some more on this article there's a lot of people that are testing positive for it and what we're hearing from reporters who've been inside the white house and on air force one is that mask wearing is not something they do and it's like oh so we're finding out that the white house might be a hot spot or a red zone as far as covid goes are we surprised But you know, it's it's the thing that. It, but I guess I guess mildly, because of. You know, he's tested all the time, isn't he? And so here's the thing, about the COVID. Remember last week when I was talking about what's going on and what the president was saying at his rallies, and remember when I said, you know, he's he's talking to his his, his sycophants, and 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 you know, the, you know, if he bent over, you know, if he squatted down and took a shit on the stage, they would just lose their minds because it's him and he's great, and there's nothing he can do that's wrong, which is strange. I mean, he really could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and they would just say, well, that person deserved it. Even if it was a, if a five-year-old child, well, that person deserved it. That kid was probably a brat. I know that's very cynical of me, but it seems that way sometimes, doesn't it? Okay. So he says, hey, it's only, it's virtually, nobody's getting this, It's the or dying. It's the old people. You know, it's the old people, it's the people with pre-existing conditions or co comorbidities. He didn't say that word because I had a hard time saying it. I don't think he could ever say it. Comorbidities, that means complicating factors that you might have so that if you get some illness, your co your your comorbidities can make that even worse right so 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 he so that means if you're overweight if you have high blood pressure if you have asthma if you have a, a, a compromised immune system and you get some illness that comorbidity can be a problem right so he's got two that we know of He's older, he's 74, and he's overweight. Those are two things. That does not mean that he's going to get, you know, he's going to be done. He's going to get the best medical care that there's that he can get. Uh, he's the president, after all. Um, who knows how, and there's that other factor of how much of the virus that, that you are exposed to and how bad it gets. You know, if you're exposed to just a little bit of the virus, nothing you might have nothing happen at all. A little bit more, and you could go in asymptomatic and just breeze through it and not even realize you had it. And then a little bit more, it gets worse, gets worse, worse, depending on how much how much of the viral load you took on from whoever you were exposed to. 
and it sounds like that the White House was it just was swimming in it. We'll see. We'll find out. But depending on how much virus he was exposed to, add that to his age and his being overweight, this could be this could be bad. Now he's gone to the Walter Reed Hospital, but he walked out on his own. He was wearing a mask, a mask that he was making fun of. The vice president, Joe Biden, wearing his mask. And see how big his mask is? He's just mask, mask, mask. You're making fun of him wearing a mask. And now you've got the president walking out to the helicopter wearing his mask, heading off to Walter Reed because he's got it. What's this going to mean for the country? I don't know. What's this going to mean? Is, yeah, I, I, I don't wish death on him. I don't. And I don't want to seem like I'm gloating. You know, this should not really come as a surprise, even though it it still kind of did. It's like, really? Isn't he being tested all the time? Isn't he and all his people around him being tested all the time? Isn't he protected? But I guess when you see him going to those rallies, and all those people out there not wearing masks, and if the reporters that talk about being in the, in the White House, being on Air Force One, and... The mask use is just not there. You know? Uh, I hope he does... I hope he gets sick enough that he gets better still, but he gets sick enough when he realizes just how awful this is. I hope he's that, and then he gets better. Um, but I, I hope he doesn't just breeze through it. Because if he just breezes through it, boy, that's really going to be big for him. He's going to come out and he's just going to stand up. He's going to look like Superman to all his 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 sycophantic supporters, and they're just going to be blah, blah blah blah. You know, they're all going to be, you know, see see we told you it's a hoax. It's nothing. Everybody can get through it. It's nothing. This old fat guy got got away with it. Anybody can. <sighs> anyway, again, it wasn't the October surprise I thought it would be. <laughs> That that would show up. If this was I didn't. Yeah, I thought that the pandemic had a chance of ending his presidency, but I didn't think it would be in this way. Because if he dies from this, which I hope doesn't happen, I know there are those out there that are hoping it happens, and I, I you know, I'm trying to be better. You know, I'm trying not to, not to. I understand. Smiling to yourself and saying, "Well, good," you know, couldn't happen to a nicer fascist. I know, I understand, but uh, uh, it's just well, you know, 2020 has been quite a year, hasn't it? You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll return after this break. Even if I am in love with you, all this to say what's it to you? Observe the blood, the rose tattoo of the fingerprint on me from you. Other evidence has shown that you and I are still alone. We skirt around the You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. 
Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff. Professor Dave Explains. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, let's see. Uh, because of this bombshell news, this is another bit. You know, if I were here, here, let me do it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it set on my tinfoil hat. I'm gonna put that on. Uh, we're not talking about the debates, are we now? We're not talking about um, uh, uh, President Trump's abysmal behavior on the on the debates, are we? And how poorly he sh- showed himself on that debate. Not that Biden did great, but just how horrible. Uh, and and as as you know, we're not talking about that now, are we? And 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 the other little the other big thing that happened during that debate, which I'm going to get to, we're not talking about any of that, are we? We're all talking about the COVID that he's got. So the conspiracy theorist, the tinfoil hat I'm wearing now, is catching the signal, saying, you know, this this could be a, this is way of to, to uh, distract us from that. So anyway, I'm going to take the tinfoil off again. So the debates happened Tuesday. I did not watch them as they happened. I'll be, uh, full disclosure, I did not watch them as they happened. And I have not watched the full replay of them, which I know is available on YouTube. I could watch the whole 90 minutes of this This as one CNN, I think it was a CNN reporter, called it a shit show. And, or, you know, I think another one, uh, was his name, Jake Tapper, called it something like a dumpster fire inside of a, something. you know, he called it, you know, it's just... I, I can't remember the whole thing he said, but it was, um, you know, it was on Fox. Chris Wallace was the moderator. You would think it's in a little friendlier place, but right from the beginning, as from what I've seen, from what I've read about it, from what I understand have happened, right from the get-go, uh, President Trump decided, I'm not going to let anybody speak without me interrupting them, whether it be Sleepy Joe or Chris Wallace. I'm not going to let anybody talk. I'm just going to boom. I'm going to just go bowl myself right in there. I'm just going to do it. Now, his sycophantic followers are saying, "Oh, that's a gladiator. He's a fighter. He's kidding." No, no. no. Just you, just you, just always, 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 always stop yourself when you start feeling yourself saying that. You Trump supporters who are listening to me, if you are, stop yourself when you start saying that and say, "Okay." Suppose Obama did it. Just always stop yourself and say, what if Obama did it? Would I think the same thing, or would I be thinking how rude he is, how non-presidential he is, how whatever? 
If Obama was doing that to, who did he run to, against in the second? Uh, 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 Mitt Romney. If Obama did that in a debate with Mitt Romney, interrupted him constantly, just just talked over the moderator, just did it all that, what would you be thinking? Okay, that's what you got to do. And and I'll say it to the other people. You know, <laughs> it's you know it's just if 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 uh, if if our guy does something that seems really terrible. But you try to, or you try to pass it off. Just think about. Wait a minute. How would I react if their guy did it? Would I not try to pass it off? So, okay. You got to just step back. Step back and say, how would I react to this if it was the other guy, the other person doing this? And that's what I saw. Now, uh, Biden did some overtalking as well but that I, I'm not you know it's like you know which came first you know, I, well actually the egg came first but and it, and it was a long long process it, it, never mind but uh, I mean you know who started it you know that kind of thing it's and it, from what I can tell it was the president decided that's how he was going to handle it and he just interrupted 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 he even got Biden to say will you shut up man <laughs> Got him to call him a clown. These are not the best things to do in a debate, but you just, jeez. And my wife watched it, and she was furious. And she was sending me little notes a little bit while I was working about some of the stuff that was going on. It was just, yeah, she was furious when she saw this. All right. But we have to come to the moment. And this is where... It was the other long conversation that was had on my Facebook page when uh, uh, when I posted a, a hashtag went around saying about, you know, the challenge, the white supremacy challenge. Can you, you know, renounce white supremacy? And I did it. And I said, see, it's as easy as that. And a lot of people liked it. But then I have my uh, friend who's a supporter of the president. Uh, I mean, and one of those and will support him and defend him and twist and turn himself into as many knots as he needs to and will defend and defend and defend to his very last breath, which if the president gets what he wants and repeals the Affordable Health Care Act, my friend might just, his last breath might be sooner than he expects because I have a feeling he'd lose his insurance, but I'm not certain. But he will do, he will just defend, defend, defend. Oh, that was not a that was not a bully. It was a street, you know, a, a schoolyard brawl. That's what it was. You know, it's, oh, please, your guy broke all the rules of debating. Well, I don't care. That's what we want him for. But you know, it's like, your guy was an asshole. Okay. So. There was an exchange. And I'll and and I've I've written it down and I got the transcript as best as I could. I, I it's 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 came to the point where Chris Wallace asked the president, and he says, "Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacist and militia right wing militia groups?" And at that point, Trump interrupted, said, "Sure." Uh, and the, and then Chris continues, and. To say to them, uh, to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence at a number of 
these, and at this point, Trump sort of mouths the word sure, or he's very quietly says sure. Uh, uh, um, uh, a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha, and as we've seen in Portland, and at that point, Trump says, sure, I'm willing to do that, but I would say, I would say, uh, almost everything I see is from the left wing, not the right wing. Now, at this point, he's kind of be he, 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 um, he's got Chris Wallace saying, "Are you prepared specifically?" They're over talking each other, and then Biden says, "Do it," while Trump is saying he's willing to do this. But then he says, "Everything I see is from the left wing, not the right wing." Okay, so he says he's turning it off on to, to Antifa and all that. Everything I'm watching on Fox News is happening there. <laughs> you know, I'm not watching uh, me using the police to um, tear gas the peaceful protesters outside the White House so I can go over and wave a Bible in front of a church and get a picture of me doing that. I don't see that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but... Um, so then Chris Wallace says, so what, uh, what, are you, what are you saying? And then uh, he says, Trump interrupts and says, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. And then uh, Chris continues, then do it, sir. And Biden says, say it, do it, say it. Trump then says, do you, do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Uh, give me a name. Give me a name. Okay, now while this is happening, Chris is saying white supremacist and I think he's saying right-wing militia. It's hard to tell because he's being over-talked. It, it, it's the over-talks going. But he, he does say white supremacists and, and I think right-wing militia while Biden is saying white supremacists, proud boys, proud boys. So then the president says, looks at the camera and says, proud boys, stand back. Stand by. I'm sorry, you know, Chris Wallace gave you the thing to say. He said, stand down. Stand back and stand by. Stand by means be ready. Don't do anything right now, but be ready. You'll be called to act. That's what it means. Now, was it a brain fart? Was it the chaos of the moment and he just, the wrong words came out? It's possible. You know, and, and then my friend who's defending the president in any way possible says, you know, he has denounced this. And then they, other, another person comes in and shows some clips. And yes, to be fair, the president has denounced the KKK and David Duke. He kind of had to be dragged kicking and, and, and screaming to do it, but he has done it. And, he's, and my friend is saying, well, he's done this so many times. And so, well, then what's the problem to just say, okay, okay. All right, look, at the, look, guys, I've done this many times. I will do it right now. I'm against racism in, in all its forms. I do not want violence. I do not want white supremacists or right-wing militia to be supporting me. I don't want them being violent. I don't want them causing any problems or adding to the, the unrest that we're seeing. I do not. I do not want that. I do not endorse them. I renounce them. I tell them to stand down. But no, he doesn't. He says, "Stand back and stand by." And then he goes on to suggest that his supporters should show up at the polling places to watch and see what's going on. Um, the people who do that are called the polling judges. 
and you know and they have to be you know vetted and approved to be there to judge these things the people who are supposed to be in the polling places are the vetting the the, the polling judges uh, maybe a police officer or two for you know security and the voters and once you're voted they don't let you hang around you have to leave and you have to go outside and you have to get a certain distance away and then you can hold signs and stuff like that what the president seems to be suggesting is voter intimidation. Now, maybe that's me just making the negative look on that. Maybe it's just that, but still. And the thing that came up in that conversation, my friend, again, says, and who, you know, you know, and the, and the Proud Boys, they're not white supremacists. Okay, you know, and then he puts up the little thing, I don't see anything about white supremacy in there. And he gets something from the BBC and he gets that. So I started looking in it and I saw, yeah, the white supremacy tag may be weak on them. It may be a little bit. It may be, but there is some connection there. There's some. There's some affiliation with with known white supremacist groups. There's, there's some. There are some connections there, but maybe maybe they're not overtly white supremacists, but. That's really kind of weak sauce as far as I'm concerned because of this. When the president said, stand back and stand by, after the Proud Boys were called out by name as being a white supremacist group, a right-wing militia group, by the vice president, by Vice President George, uh, Joe uh, Biden, called out on national television in front of millions of viewers there wasn't one proud boy the next day or days after that, I still haven't seen it not one proud boy stood up and said hey wait a minute we're, we're not white supremacists you know we may be you know violent neo-fascists and a militia group but we're not white supremacists so, you know, look Daryl over there in the back you know he's 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 got one-eighth black in him on his mother's side but we're not white supremacists no no what did the proud boys do the proud boys all came in their pants they were excited as could be they put it up on their social media stand back and stand by they even had shirt designs put together until the shirt site the the site that allows people to design shirts on it took them down and I'm telling you, watch for it. If the, if the Proud Boys show up at anything going, you know, into the future now, if the show, Proud Boys show up at something and you see them on the news, keep an eye on what they're wearing and see if there's a button, if there's a shirt or something that has stand back and stand by on it. That's, you know, if what do they say? They say, well, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck... Okay, so, and one other thing. <laughs> one last thing. Um, since it, this show, this very heavy political show this week, I'm sorry, but it just, I just had stuff to say. Um, there is a cool thing, but it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's also in the political sense. Um, singer, songwriter, rocker, punk rocker, whatever, alternative rocker, whatever you want to call him, Bob Mold, Bob Mold 
who and it's just Bob Mould. <laughs> Sorry, I stammered there. I do that now and then. I don't know why I stammer so much on the show sometimes, but and it, it's just the way I talk, I guess. Bob Mould has uh, put out a new album. Ah, uh, shit, I should have wrote it down. I didn't. But uh, he has a song. Um, one of the first songs that he's put out is called uh, American Crisis. And oh my gosh. <laughs> now, Bob Mould was uh, one of the founding members of Husker Du. Well, there was only three guys in the band ever. So he's one of the one of the guys in the band Husker Du, uh, the St. Paul band from the late 70s into the 80s that uh, helped lay the groundwork for what we consider alternative music. Uh, they were a hardcore punk band at first, but they, their music expanded and changed, and, and they had a great influence over the bands that came after them. Uh, and they were, they were terrific. I'd seen them, I think, four times in concert, and they were really good. And they could get very loud and, and buzzy and angry and all that kind of stuff. And this song, American Dream, has Bob Mould saying, I can't believe we're going through this bullshit again. And he mentions going through the 80s and the shit that, they, that we put up with back then. And, and he, he talks about, um, you know... Uh, pro-life, pro-life until you make it in someone else's wife. <laughs> what a great line, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life. What? 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 My mistress is. Uh, oh, uh, my mistress is pregnant. Well, what <laughs> better pay for the abortion? He's he's taking a view of what's happening now and he's putting it in this song, and it really does, uh, to, to my mind, bring back the. The feeling, the vibe of of Husker Du from back in the day, it brings that back to me when I hear that. And it, he's as angry as I've heard him in, in 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 quite a while on a song. Lots of shouting, and at the end, he does the repeated line that 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 came out of the '80s: "Silence is death. Silence is death." And that was the um, uh, a phrase I believe that came up um, uh, from the AIDS crisis. That silence is death, but hes I don't think Bob is talking you know, about the AIDS crisis here. He's talking about this crisis we are in America because we've got a shithead for a president that just wants to be king. So I think that's... <laughs> it's really cool, uh, uh, and, and I'll, I'll link to the song so that you can check it out on the show notes, which again, you can get to those show notes by going to Dimland Radio or going to dimland.com and clicking on the show notes option. Uh, do I have anything else for you? One last thing, and this is a cool thing, and and kind of not. <laughs> well, it, it's cool because as I record this, this is October 2nd, 2020. 38 years ago, this night, was when I saw The Who in concert for the first time starting my lifelong love affair with that band. Uh, I was 17, which is the age my son is right now. And why it's not so cool is because I'm so old. <laughs> 38 years. But this, it's in my mind. I think of it every th uh, October 2nd. I think back to that day. It, it was great. And... Uh, I hope you've had a couple cool things happen to you this week. It's been a rough one. It's been a rough year. But what can you do? Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. 
Well, be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Uh, be patient. Wash your hands. Uh, uh, wear a mask. Uh, stay home. Stay safe. And remember to sleep with the lights off. You've been listening to Doomland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network, and I'm your host, Jim, Dr. David Simmons. I'll see you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. in. Well, well, I'm going to hell. Oh, and I almost forgot. You know the old saying: if you're 20 and you're not liberal, you have no heart. And if you're 40, and you're not conservative, you have no brain. Well, I'm going to add to that. If you're 55, and you aren't sick of this shit, you're out of your goddamn mind. You didn't want me to ban... All right, we're, uh, gentlemen, we're, 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 no, was heavily Mr. President, you would have been much later, Joe. Mr. President, much later. sir, Chris, that was the worst part me. of Let me ask my question. Well, I'll, I'll ask Joe. I, 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 I know. You but no, hey, Mr. President, Mr. President, who testified hey, No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm Mr. President. Three and a half million, Joe. No, no, no. Sir, stop. Wait a minute. Mr. President, no, Mr. President. No. Can I be honest? It's a very important question. He stood up. No, the answer to the question is no. Gah!